I thrive. I thrive to be alive. I want to live a healthier lifestyle. I want to be healthier. I want to be around for my children to graduate, have children, and have their children have children. I want to be free from the disease of high blood pressure and diabetes. I thrive to be alive. I thrive to be Hello, and welcome to another episode of Morning Therapy. Today we have Ms. Gemma Asalam, a licensed skin therapist located here in North Carolina, who wants to talk to you today about being 50 and over and figuring out life, love, and growth. Gemma, why is this subject important to you? Um, what I wanted to, <clears throat> the reason why this topic is important to me is um, I find that um, I have a lot of friends that are of my age that are 50 and over. Yeah. And um, they, they're, believe it or not, they're just, they're trying to figure out their life. Basically, after raising children, mm -hmm. becoming an empty nester, right. um, you're now in a position where you have to start figuring out or rediscovering who you are mm -hmm. um, because you're so used to wearing titles, um, mother, mom, soccer mom, basketball mom, whatever it is, running back and forth for appointments and things like that. You're living your life. Um, and basically, it's, it's it's a lot of it is contributing to what's going on with the kids. Right. And um, You're so defined now, by your kids in many ways. Yes, yes. Um, that's so-and-so's mom. Mm -hmm. have, you know. And I've done, definitely I've done my fair share of carpooling and back and forth to games and things like that. I'm the ATM. You know, I was, I, I was the ATM. Still kind of am. What's ATM? ATM where the kids come and ask you for money all the time. Okay, so, okay. Yeah, mama, Got some money? <laughs> I don't have any money because they... they the ATM. Uh, it's Christmas time. But, yeah, that's where I'm at now. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Yeah. But in any case, um, I, I just, I think this past summer, I, I had a very interesting conversation with friends that I have known more than 20 years. Mm. And it was, um, I was surprised that, that we were all, were all around the same age. Mm -hmm. And and we're all at the same stage of life mm -hmm. where we're trying to figure out life, refigure out who are we, our careers. I had one friend just literally started a new career. She was in school, mm -hmm. um, trying to, you know, just restart life. Um, yeah. She, you know, she's an empty nester. And, um, and so, and I felt like I'm the same way. I went back to school to become a esthetician, you mm -hmm. know, just trying to figure out life, you know, just to try to do something different, you know, cause I've been doing the same thing, mental health, you know, for probably about over 20 years. Right. And trying to transition, so I felt like I would. I just thought it was very interesting that we live uh, three different lives. Those two other ones, we all live three different lives, mm -hmm. but we're all in the same place. Mm -hmm. We're trying to figure out um, what's the next step in life. So that's why I thought, you know, this this was definitely a, a, a topic. You know, just trying to figure out life, love, and growth again. Yeah. You know, after we've raised our children. Okay. Um, yeah, that's why I think this topic is so important. Yeah, I agree. I agree. What would you tell your younger self at this moment in life about growth maturity? Mm -hmm. I think um, when I look back, I, I, I think even now, I would tell my younger self to slow down. Um, it's going to be okay. Um, and to enjoy every moment, you know, because every moment is a, a lesson to be learned. Mm -hmm. um, whether, like I said, during the time of raising you, my kids, you know, um, or, you know, attending a play or you know, whatever it is, um, even education, if you're in school, enjoy those moments. Right. Um, take everything in that you can so that you can grow. 
you know, and, and learn from that experience. So I think I would tell my younger self not to worry so much um, about the future, you mm -hmm. know, but enjoy the present. And to work on balance, you know what I'm saying? Work, focus on what's important. A job would be a job, but let's say you're killed or sick or something happens where you're laid off or terminated or whatever. What did you leave behind because you were so focused on your job? What did you not attend to as appropriately because you were so focused on your job, whether that's your family, whether that's your health? I mean, how many times people do 40 or more, but only get paid for 40, but yet they don't take that same time to go to the gym or if they look at how much time they spend with a client or spend with their supervisor or whoever, how much time did you spend talking to your children or your, your mom or your dad or your cousins or whoever? Is it even anything comparable? That's how I would say, you know, achieve balance. Don't give more to work than what you give to something that sustains you in a different way, such as life, mm -hmm. social, the domains, the other domains of your life that need attention as well. Yeah. What would you say have been your greatest accomplishment in life <laughs> outside of your children? Oh, okay. <laughs> I mentioned the kids. Oh, well, because I was going to say the kids are probably my, my greatest accomplishment. Yeah, I get it. Um, I get it. Yeah, we're not going to get that easy that, out yeah, this time. Easy you know out. Oh, That's an easy answer. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> it's hard not to bring the kids in because when I see my kids yes. and where they are in life, yeah. um, they're beautiful. They, mm -hmm. They're beautiful, beautiful um, human beings. And the way they treat their mother, it's, it makes me emotional sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, and just... Just to thrive for life, wanting to do do more, you know, in terms of whether it's business, education, right. um, how they raise their own children. And I'm like, did I do that? Did I have a hand in that? Mm -hmm. So I know you said we can't use our kids. No, 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 no. In terms of That's rearing the kids, like I feel That's like, a given. You know yeah. <laughs> I can't take full credit because a lot of times I was on my knees um, praying, mm -hmm. um, you know, God, God, give me the wisdom yes, yes. Yeah, of how to raise these kids. But I think. Probably, if I was to look at other accomplishments, I think um, one I think is tr when I was back at home, I would do a lot of things to keep the family together. Like I would host dinners. Okay. Um, I think having that having that bond with my family, um, and I realized I think me being away now, I've moved away. Um, probably been away for about 15, 16 years now from mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm. um, but I still see the bond that was there. That my family still wants me. To be there they want me to come home and hang out and i and again i say did i have a hand in that you mm -hmm. know what i mean to, to build that relationship and taking that time that you talked about having those dinners uh, uh um the holidays having a family over right. i would do my niece's hair i would you know whatever whatever the family needed i was there mm -hmm. um and i think building that to the point where they give that back to you and so i feel like um probably that's probably like my second great accomplishment is building a family bond outside of education, you know, cause it's easy to say, you know, why, well, you know, I'm educated, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. But I think when I think about all the things that have happened in my life, what has really been sustainable is that family bond. Right. You know, that I think is, uh, is an accomplishment because a lot of people aren't close to their family. Right. Especially you know, they get older. Yeah. 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 Right. 
Yeah. And so when I look at it, when I work with clients um, and I'll ask them, what are your natural, who are your natural supports? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they can't name not one natural support, you know? And so for me to be able to name a few, it's, it's um, quite an accomplishment. It's quite an accomplishment because a lot of people are not close to their family members. Right. So. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or fighting with their family members. I can't say I'm fighting with any of my family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. yeah. Mm-hmm. I would have to say that my greatest accomplishment in life was not being defined by any aspect of life, like, you know what I'm saying? Not letting yesterday define today. Um, Allow myself to be better each day, despite what the past might have indicated I was supposed to be. I grew up in gang culture, you know what I'm saying? It was told by 18 I wouldn't even be here anymore. And I remember that stood out, that really stood out. And then when she told me that when I was around, I don't know, 14, 15 years old, this is a friend of the family's. Mm-hmm. It is almost like it was a self-fulfilled prophecy. Like she said it, so I, I manifested it, you know, mm-hmm. getting into gangs, getting into drugs, things like that. Until I said, no, that's not gonna define me, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was my greatest accomplishment, not letting her <laughs> witchcraft define me. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Does it really matter how you achieve your goals in life? Mm. I don't. I don't think so. I think I'm again. This is the fifty and over looking back, mm-hmm. and um, I think no matter what, if you have a goal, um, there's a lot of things that's gonna happen or, or come into play in your life. And you're like, man, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't plan for this, you know, I didn't see that coming. Um, I think no matter what happens in your life, it could be, you know, it could be a loss of a loved one, somebody who's close to you, it could be divorce, it could be whatever it is, um, different things come at us in, in life. Mm-hmm. But if your goal, you know, you still keep your eye on that goal, whether it took you five years, 10 years, two years, you know what I mean? Um, it doesn't matter how you got there. Like, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't matter how you got there as long as you get there. Right. And it could be, like I said, it could be a slow pace as long as you continue to work towards that. And those are things that I'm learning now. I'm learning, you know, I have a goal. I have some things I want to accomplish in life. And right now I'm feeling like at 50, I feel like over 50, I'm over 50. So it's just, I feel like, um, you know, I'm going to get there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know how, you know, I do feel defeated at times because different things are being thrown at me, but I know that I just got to keep moving. Um, you know, like I said, I think, you know, no, I, I just don't think it, it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there, whether it's faster or slow. So I, that's what I'm learning in my life. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if you're talking about growing, that's where I'm growing at. What do you think? <laughs> I don't think it matters per se because there's going to be many different ways or several ways you can get to the prize. If at any given point I could have said, oh, I can't make that goal because this happened. No, there's a different way to get to that goal. You go around it and figure out a different path to get to it. That is the very definition of where I am in my life and where I've been in my life based on different barriers that presented themselves. A lot of times these barriers placed by systemic racism. You know what I'm saying? That keeps people from growing because they you get penalized more or you get consequenced more because of the color of your skin, not because of the basis of your character versus someone on the opposite spectrum of a skin color or racial spectrum. 
gets a slap on the wrist or nothing at all, or they'll bury it because they look out for each other, where ours often penalize, even if we are in the same boat underneath somebody who's African-American or black or whatever, they will penalize us more as if we hate each other more, while other races love each other more and support each other more. So I would say, no, there's no linear way to have to get to any particular goal. There's different ways you can get to the goal. I tell my clients all the time, even like when they have like significant mental health disorders, you may not be able to be that IT person you want to be, but you can go to this school, this school, do, and do this that pertains to that goal. Or you may not be able to be um, this or that, but there's other ways you can get to a goal that is similar of support. Oh, I can never do that. Da, da, da. No, you can't, but there's things you can do that will be like, yeah, you might not be able to be a licensed clinical addiction specialist, but you can be a peer support specialist that still works with a population that serves those that you want to serve and be a guide to, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was thinking like traditional, I think um, for me, I was taught um, to go to school, mm -hmm. get your education, mm -hmm. and then, you know, you, you know, you just, I think you, you just feel like, okay, life's supposed to open up and I'm supposed to do this great job right. and make all this money and to be able to support myself. Right. Um, that's one end, that's a traditional way that I have been taught. What I'm seeing now and what I'm learning, if we're talking about growth, mm -hmm. what I'm learning is that you can still get to goal of making money, but it could be, you could be a YouTuber now and make more money, more money than probably a lawyer, you know what I mean? Or a high, you know, class lawyer, what mm -hmm. have you. You make just as much money, if not more, mm -hmm. you know? So that's why I think for me, I'm starting to look at life different. There's different avenues to get where I want to go. Um, it doesn't have to be the traditional route in right. terms of education. Right. Um, when I look back at, look at, excuse me, look at all the things that's happening now, so much out there, so many different um, fields you can go into to get to whatever goal. If your goal is to be um, independent or entrepreneur, or be a successful entrepreneur, there are many different ways to get there. Right. Yeah, so that's what I'm learning in my life. Indeed, indeed. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to talk about love. What does love mean when it comes to your children, family, or someone you're dating? Yeah. I think um, if I'm looking at love in terms of the definition of it, it's, it's definitely it's an action verb. And when you look at the Bible, it talks about love is patient, love is kind. It says that? In the Bible. What verse? <laughs> and that is, uh, I think it's Corinthians. It's Corinthians. I don't know why Wolfkin please I'm like but I'm <laughs> copy off guard. But either way, Corinthians talks about love. Um and love, like I said, love is patient, love is kind. Um, and love is not uh easily angered. It does not boast. Is that, is that so, in the Bible too? Yes, sir. What verse? <laughs> right now it's escaping me. But um, but either way, um, when I look at the definition of what the Bible says, mm -hmm. when it comes to your children, when it comes to your family, mm -hmm. um I've had many, many days where I had to be patient. Um, I've had to stop myself, you know, and say, okay, <laughs> you know, um, take a breather, you know, because your goal is not to upset the kids or to, um, or your family. Your goal is, is, is to keep the family tight, keep mm -hmm. the family together. And so whatever it is, um, just take a minute. Um, I'm learning, you know, deep breathing is very, very important and <laughs> very, very key when you're dealing with family. Um, deep breathing. Yeah, deep breathing. Take a deep breath. Walk away. Whatever you need to do, whatever your coping skills are, um, use them. Mm -hmm. You know. Also, um, venting, call, get advice. Okay. You know, I'm learning that. Um, 
all of that is love, you know, because I because I want the best for my children, I want the best for my family. What can I do um, to control Gemma in order to do, um, in order to like continue to keep that family bond, you know, whatever it is um, that I need, whatever capacity I need to be there for my family. Right. Um, when it comes to dating, same thing. I think um, being patient, being mm -hmm. kind. You know, I think um, understanding where the other person is coming from. Right. I think it's, it's, it's the same. I don't think it should change, I think, in terms of how I treat the person. Mm -hmm. um, of course, it's at different levels, but I think in terms of if I was to look at love that way, it would be, you know, just um, what is the best for that person? Am I seeking the best outcome, you know, for that person? So for me, that's what love would be. Yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah. As far as because as far as it pertains to me, um, love is to be what I would want to receive. You know what I'm saying? If I would want quality time, then give quality time. If I would want gifts, which is what I want all the time, that's my love language. I want gifts. Then you know, then I should give gifts. You know what I'm saying? Be what I would want to receive, and that pertains to my children, family, or you know, someone who I'm dating or in an intimate relationship. Um, and it's keeping the lines of communication open, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we get so focused on our work that we don't give adequate time to our loved ones, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Or we love them in a way that is not receptive to their love language. Maybe they don't need, you know what I'm saying, gifts. Maybe they need quality time. Maybe they need acts of service in order to feel loved. So understanding that and Addressing that accordingly is very important. I think people should gauge their love language, and then people should know that you know, feed them, be, be love via their love language. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. Have you ever took the love language test? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I read the book. And it didn't prompt you to take the quiz. It's <laughs> interesting. No, I read the book, <laughs> and it didn't prompt me to take yeah, any quiz at that moment. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. you read the book? Yeah, five love languages. Yeah. yeah, and I think the five love I think it definitely works. I think finding out what that person's love language is and being able to tap into that. Yeah, I think it definitely works. So yeah, I'm I'm a true believer of the five love languages. Indeed, indeed. Yeah. Love. <laughs> Taught you how to love. Um. Believe it or not, um, I think I've, I learned love, and I'm thinking of this, like you said, the scripture, I think it's 1 Corinthians 13, when it talks about love. Um, even though I grew up in the church yes. all my life, um, it, took, it took someone to sit down and open the Bible with me. Mm -hmm. Even though I've read it a million times, know the Bible. You read the Bible a million times? <laughs> I've read it probably about a million times. The whole Bible. No, probably not the whole Bible. But in terms of um, when someone when someone t um, sat down with me, I don't know what subject we was talking about. And this is again, it's, it's funny. The same um, three friends that I talked about, I've been friends with them for over twenty years. It was one of one of my friends, mm -hmm. and we must have been talking about love. Right. And when she sat down and um, she was telling me, you know, love is a is an action verb. You know, because when you think about love, you think about the Hollywood version of love. I do. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, <laughs> most people think about the Hollywood version because mm -hmm. they want the happy ending. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
And so when, when she told me the love is an action verb, because I had never, like I said, it just didn't even click with me. But when I and then opened up the scripture and reading it and talking about what love is, it's very clear what mm -hmm. love is. I think it's hard for us to demonstrate that because it's easy to love someone when they're loving you back and everybody, everything is smooth and, you know, and, and con you know, everything's good, right. um, you know, but when things are going bad, that's when it challenges you about love. That's when love is challenged, mm -hmm. you know, because love, the Bible says the love is patient. Love is kind. This is it. Yes. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be, if you want to look it up, you want to go to look up, you look it up right now. But when, and, you know, and I think when I look back at life, um the challenges that i have for me i believe i'm a track star in terms of when things get hard and challenging mm -hmm. Gemma wants to run Gemma wants to run <laughs> me myself and i guys <laughs> i know you <laughs> i want to run and and i wonder it makes me wonder have i ever been taught love you know um who has stuff in there with me when times were really rough when i needed them the most who's, who's been is that what defines love to you when yeah in terms of what the bible says love is patient love is kind you know and and i think about who has really been patient despite all of my imperfections and who i am as a person all my flaws mm -hmm. when i've disappointed someone or haven't been near the way they wanted me or showed up the way they wanted me to show up did they stick it out with me through thick and thin mm -hmm. no matter what and for me that is love and have i ever you know been taught that to be able to give that back to someone else because you know you feel like people have deserted you when you know, when you're not doing all the things that they, you know, you should, all the accolades, doing the things they want you to do, right. you know, they kind of like, I don't know, distance themselves, kind of ghost you, so to speak. And you're like, wow, you know, that's, wow. You know, if that's what I've been taught, have I ever been taught, even though I know what love is, and if someone hasn't demonstrated in my life that they're going to be there no matter what, even through my mess ups, my oops, you know, they want, the first thing they want to do is leave. And I'm like, so have I really been taught love? And I think that's why I am close to my family because no matter what, you know, I, I goofed up, I made my mistakes, they're still there loving me, mm. you know? Um, you know, so that's that's why I think, you know, I often think about, you know, who taught me love, you know, definitely my family, you know, being patient, being kind, like, you know, I think about my dad um, demonstrating love. One time he had drove from massachusetts all the way to north carolina to come get me that's just by himself he drove all the way from massachusetts that's not around the corner and drove all the way to north carolina picked me up and then we drove to texas together mm -hmm. and then he drove me back home dropped me off and went back home to massachusetts and for me even though i know my dad loves me that was a greater illustration of love you know, to do something like that, you know, for me, you know, so I think, um, you know, I, I don't know, those are just one, one example, at least that's one example of love for me, you know, so someone to do something like that for me. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, <laughs> I would say who taught me how to love it. Um, it'd, be, it'd be its own episode. I could give a whole episode of my dad. <laughs> I could yeah, give a whole episode yeah. of my mom. I was just thinking about one time I got into some real big trouble. 
Mm-hmm. My dad came all the way from South Carolina to um, Connecticut. To, um, mm-hmm. Not around the corner. Assist me. And I just, I look back on that. I'm like, you know what, you know, as absent as he was when he, when I really needed him, mm-hmm. he was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that'd be his own episode. I probably need to get him on a podcast to talk to him about <laughs> it. My yeah, mom, yeah, you know, yeah. she had her um, she loved, but maybe she didn't know how to love appropriately based on her upbringing mm-hmm. and her trauma that mm-hmm. was in her life. So mm-hmm. I had to learn at one point to forgive. And then when I forgave, then I too was able to love, you know, mm-hmm. it's a process. Yeah. Love is, love is a process. I'm, I'm learning that. Love is a process. I think at, even now at my age, mm-hmm. I'm learning love is a process and it's not always pretty. Love is not, it, it's, I, I would love the Hollywood version, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's, it's not, it's not pretty. I think if we keep looking for that, because sometimes people want to know, like if in terms of relationship, they want to know if it's going to work. You yeah. don't know. Right. No one knows, you know, you got to just try to make it work every day, one day at a time. You know what I mean? So it's just, I think love is a process. I think giving love, receiving love, it's a decision every day um, mm-hmm. to love. You know? so it's indeed, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At this stage in your life, mm-hmm. even though we never really should do the shoulda, woulda, couldas, mm-hmm. what do you regret? What could have been different? Mm-hmm. And what contributed to you being the person that you are today? <laughs> Oh boy. Um, what are my regrets? I have a lot of them. <laughs> um, cause I feel like I make mistakes all the time. Um, I was thinking, cause I, I feel like, I, I feel like if I had, if I had my choice, I think one off the top of my head, I was thinking in terms of career, mm-hmm. I would have became an esthetician years ago. Yeah. I, I would, one of my younger years, cause I, I feel like I would have probably um, been able to give more to the business. Um, been in a different place, yeah. you know, and that, that's that woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, I still would have went got went back to school, got my um my education in business, mm-hmm. but I, at the same time, I would have went back earlier to become an esthetician. Okay. Um, I love the field yeah. um, and what it offers. I think for me, when I look back, I I, I wish I always I always think about that. I wish I had just I wish I had known this. I known this side of business or this side of life. I wish I had been more hungry for business, knowing, knowing about business. I, I just, you know, just knowing what my strengths, but I don't know. I just feel like everything happens for a reason. And maybe it just wasn't the time. I think with the knowledge, with the people that needed to be in my life to make that happen, make mm-hmm. some things happen. I don't, I don't know if I had the focus at that time. I'm not sure. You know what I mean? So I just feel like I wish I had gotten all those things out the way and built a business before I maybe even had my children, you know, so that I can set them up for success or, right. you know, something. I don't know. That's, I think, um, one regret I would have. Um, and has, has this made, made me, <laughs> um, or have they, have they made you be first? I think my regrets, um, has it made the person that I'm, I mean, right now, probably because I'm, I'm hungry now. I'm, I'm, I'm hungry. Um, I want to do more in life. Um, so maybe, yeah, now, you know, probably it's, it's shaping and molding me to be the person that I'm, cause I know my strengths. Mm-hmm. I know more of my strengths now. I know what I can do. I never thought I could go back to school. I thought I was done with school. I think I, for me, um, cause the next step I wanted to go get my PhD, but I really thought I couldn't do school. I couldn't do testing. Like I just thought my brain just is not gonna, 
it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. But um, when I went back to school, um, I don't know. I guess you do. You put whatever you put your mind to. I guess it is true. You can you can do it. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I end up graduating at the top of my class. Okay. You know, and like I said, I was in class with younger people. You know, um, and I, I just knew they were going to run over me in class. But come to find out, like I said, I end up graduating at the top of my class. And this, I mean, we we were tested <laughs> almost every other week. We were tested, tested. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So um, it was it was hard. It was hard. Program definitely challenging, very challenging program. So. Mm-hmm. Like you, I have multiple, multiple regrets. Yeah, sometimes if I could just take back the last hour, I would be oh, in a whole different place. You know what I'm saying? Oh no! <laughs> but it, like you said, you can shoulda, woulda, coulda. So they're not gonna, they're, you know, you can't. Don't let yesterday define you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Use it as a guide to have a better future. Mm-hmm. The number one thing I do regret, but I don't let it define me, is that I had a a, a mentor, not a mentor, but like a, an advisor at school when I was mm-hmm. in my bachelor's program. My bachelor's program was in human services. And they were like, oh, you don't want to go to you know, the University of South Carolina to be for the social work program, even though that was the direction I was thinking about going in to get my master's. And they said, oh, you don't want to be a, a social worker. You don't want to work for DSS. And they just pigeonholed it so much, it just, it, I got locked in my head. You should go get your counseling degree. So I went and got my counseling degree. You know, I did well in school and everything. But graduating, then I noted, I noticed even halfway through my program, it's like, oh, it's not just social work. They can do therapy too. Oh, they can build all the insurances, like Medicare. The other people can't, you know what I'm saying? They can work in hospitals. And they're the number one preferred people to work in hospitals. I love working in hospitals, you know, in a different role. And just not listening to that advisor and then understanding that no matter where you are, people are going to gear you to where they want to gear you. That basically seek knowledge and seek information outside of the confines of where you are, because the people who are where you are may be very tunnel vision in regards to where you were, where they think you should go, and that's in work. And that was it. definitely that was in education. But I found the same thing in work. They will try to put you in a box or put you in a parameters that you stay in, in line with what they want you to do or they'll give you tasks regarding what you want to do that sometimes falls outside the outlines of what you should be doing. But to know knowledge, to seek knowledge outside of those parameters where you have a bigger vision, a world vision, as you move through life, it may be very much like this, but you should expand to make it more like this, more wide, a wider spectrum of knowledge and experiences in order to have a more fulfilled life. Because that tunnel vision, that parameter, the tight parameter of where they want you to be is because that's where they want you to be to serve them. Yeah, people, that's, I think that's why a lot of people say um, they don't tell people what their plans are. Mm-hmm. They keep them to themselves mm-hmm. because you have all people who are, for lack of better words, haters <laughs> who, who want you to, they'll, they'll wish for your demise. You know what I mean? They'll wish for your demise. And may not even be doing that purposely. Just think yeah, like exactly. Because yeah, internally, right. they don't think they can do it. Yes. So they don't want you to fail because they don't think you yes. can do it based on their own yes. experience yes. or feelings about yes. it. I don't think it's always purposeful because our own people, our family, sometimes tell us, oh, I remember when I was in school, um, my guidance counselor, I was telling her that this is when I was just, just really getting, I was in a bad neighborhood. You know, I had a couple of tips and tabs of this. Did really well in school, 
but I did keep on getting in, tr- in trouble with juvenile. Um, just like, oh, Felipe. I know they call me Chris at the time. Chris, oh, you know, you don't want to be a lawyer. You know what I'm saying? You might just want to do this, this, and that. And I really wanted to be a lawyer because, you know, I used to watch these television shows, you know, um, Mason and all those things. And I was like, oh, I want to do that. And that's when um, um, Law and Order was just starting to come on I TV. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know, those kind of things were interesting to me. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. But she was like, nah, you know, I'm look how many lawyers are in the city. Pulled out, put out a book and showed me all the attorneys in the city. That'd be a very competitive market for you. You should do something else. And then I took that to heart. But that was the seed that led to me involved in gang activity, no. involved in drugs, and had a downward spiral in education. I didn't graduate high school. Well, not traditionally. Yeah. I dropped out, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't have the, the fortitude to go on. For what? I can't be what I want to be, you know what I'm saying? And that's what that guidance, a guidance counselor did. A guidance counselor that didn't, wasn't white. She was black like you and me. <laughs> Funny segue. <laughs> Got married. One of the guests was that guidance counselor. I asked my wife at the time, why is she here? That's my cousin. (laughs) I was hot boy. (laughs) Right, right. Funny, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> funny. But I was gonna say when you were talking about people defining you, people wanting to put you in the box, you were speaking my love language because I think through life people have always wanted to put me in a box, you know, and say, you know, I thought like I think we have a running joke at church. Um the sisters that come to me and say, you know, um about my hair. I'm always changing my hairstyle, I'm always I'm coloring and cutting and whatever. And and it was funny that I was like, you know, I guess they thought, you know. I could go with just one hairstyle. Right. Oh, that's her hairstyle. That's her, you know, but next thing you know, there is something different. So it's to the point where they don't even keep up with me. They don't even try to be like, oh, they'll just say, oh, I like it and just keep it moving. Cause they're like, no, you don't know what Gemma's going to do, you know, with hair, clothes, whatever. You don't know what, what I'm going to do. And, and it's funny that, um, you know, people always want to put you in a box. And mm-hmm. I think that's where I am, where I want to, I want to go wide. Like you said, I, I want to do that. I want to explore outside the box. That's that's always been me. Right. I think where I am now, and like I said, the conversation that I have with these friends mm-hmm. and the conversations that I have with God is I want to go wide, God. I want to do more. I want to expand my territory. Right. But where do you want me to be? Because I keep, you know, God, where do you want me to be? Because I keep hitting all these doors. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I keep hitting all these walls. I should say all these closed doors. I can keep getting closed doors. I keep getting hit walls. And so, God, where do you want me to be? Do you just want me to just be in this box and be happy in this box? And I know that's not God. I I, I know he loves me more than anyone could ever love me. Mm-hmm. And I know he wants more. He wants me to be happy. And it's like, okay, Jimma, what do you want to do? Mm-hmm. And ask God for that. You know, but like I said, I think a lot of times um, we just just keep getting, I don't know, we get discouraged, I so to speak. And it's like, do I keep going? Is this a, should I take the signs and say, you know what, this is not going to work. Let me just get your box and just sit there um, because that's just what God wants you to be. Or do I keep pushing? You know what I mean? Um, do I keep pushing, the, keep, you know, keep opening up the doors until I can find the door that opens? And I hear so many people say, no, just keep going, keep going. Whether it's at a slow pace, like I said at the top of the conversation, 
whether it's a slow pace or a fast pace, mm -hmm. as long as you keep moving, you'll eventually get there. You know, so that's why I think I struggle with. I think that was what our conversation was with the group of women over the summer was, you know, um, we, we got to keep moving. We got to keep doing something, you know right. what I mean, to get where we want to be. You know, do we just, you know, rather than staying still, you know, um, but it's a struggle. It's hard. It is so hard when life keeps coming at you, coming at you fast. You know? so. Indeed, indeed. Well, as we close out, mm -hmm. what is your advice to those in their 50s or nearing their 50s mm -hmm. trying to figure out this thing of called life, you know, after divorce, after kids leave the home? seeking a new career in life, you know, single or married. I mean, what is your advice to those in their 50s that are in a transitional phase? I, I think just what I was saying, you know, just uh, piggyback off what I was saying is to keep moving. Um, I, I, I want to um, kind of, I want to bring up this story um, about Joseph and Joseph. Is there somebody we know? <laughs> in the Bible. In the Bible. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> and, um, he had a dream mm -hmm. and he had told his brothers when he was young, he had told his brothers about this dream. And I, I believe it, it, it definitely frightened them. Um, but it, it basically God had revealed to him where he would be in life. Um, you know, he would be, you know, in, in a high position, you know, and his brothers and like, of course, they, they sold him into slavery. Now, if you, you know, if God gives you this vision and you get sold into, sold into slavery, you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, wait, okay, God, you playing with me? You know, what's going on? And that's what I'm talking about, those doors. And he kept getting, he kept getting hit with these doors mm -hmm. throughout his life. He, you know, he he got, he went from slavery to thrown into prison and being someone's server and things like that. But through the process, God blessed him, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because he had this incredible talent to be able to interpret dreams. Um, and so it was able to elevate him, you know? But either way, if you look at his life, you'd be like, wow, there's so much happened to him in his life. But no matter what, that vision that God gave him mm -hmm. came true. And he was able to actually be in position to help his family because a famine had came in and people you know, needed food. And he was able to be in position to do that. But he had got taken away from his family. And he hadn't seen him in years. Mm -hmm. you know. And his father, his father never stopped thinking about him, never stopped loving him. He didn't know this until he saw his father years later. You know, but um, it's it's just amazing that, again, like I said, God gives you these visions and mm -hmm. you're looking, I mean, excuse me, and you're, you're like, okay, God, you know, I I, I see it, I, I, you know, I, I, I want to be there, right. but how do I get there when I keep getting these doors? And the only thing I can think of is my advice would be prayer, mm -hmm. you know, just keep praying. If God gave you that vision, you know, just keep praying, you know what I mean? Keep, you know, because you know that he, he promised you something, you know? Um, I always think uh, about a scripture, um, Ephesians 3 and, 20, 3 and 20 says, now unto him who is able to do immeasurably more than you can actually imagine, you know, according to his power that works within you. Right. And so I just, like I said, just got to keep, I know he's, I know he's working with me. I know he's going to bless me. That's right. And I just have to keep the faith. That's right. So Stay that would focused. be my advice. Keep the faith and prayer. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Outside of that, any last words before we close out this episode of the more than therapy podcast. Um, no, I don't have anything else. Yeah, I just enjoy this time always um, with you. Um, mm -hmm. Always a pleasure and yes, great, conversation. great conversation. Great so. conversation. All right, all right. Yeah. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the More Than Therapy podcast. Available anywhere where you push play mm -hmm. to listen to your favorite podcast. That's the More Than Therapy podcast. Be well and be great.